Welcome to Ambitious with Dylan Price. Today I'm joined by an absolute trailblazer, a female football superstar, uh, just became the first female high school football player, first female football player as a whole to sign an NIL deal, first female football player in the state of California to score two touchdowns, changing the game, someone who epitomizes the definition of ambitious, and so excited to have her on today's episode, Bella Rasmussen, Bella Thank you so much for coming on. Congratulations on everything. And how are you? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am doing phenomenal today. How about you? I'm doing really good. So I'll start with all the success you've had. Um, it's obviously kind of been crazy fast, a whirlwind, and you've taken over the national media landscape in very short amount of time. How has it been for you? How has it kind of changed your day-to-day life? So honestly, like the way I see it is when I'm alone with myself, I could never like view myself as someone who's so popular on social media or anything like that. Um, but it's definitely like changed the course of my day for sure. Um, just because now instead of, you know, going to school and just going to practice and coming home, I go to school and then I have to come home and I have the interviews or people who want to call, um, places I have to be. It's just, it's kind of been different because I never would have seen myself in this place. I never would have see myself being in contact with so many different types of people and so many huge platforms. Um, so that, that's kind of been huge for me, just just changing like my whole world actually, I guess it's flipped upside down because I feel like that was never who I was as a person. I was never like crazy all over social media or anything like that. Um, so it's been it's been a big difference. It happened overnight. So, so- Obviously, with it happening overnight, there was kind of not a big time to plan this out or kind of figure out your own strategy, whether it pertained to the NIL deal, which we'll talk about, but even just managing the social medias and managing that massive growth and traction and impressions. How have you kind of handled that new responsibility on social media and also kind of figuring out how to build a brand overnight? Yeah, so uh, it was really funny. Um, I probably went to bed that night of the game, like 12 o'clock, and by 7 a.m., I had, was getting calls from like LA Times, and I was like, okay, I was not ready for this. Um, so that whole next day, I was like getting a ton of followers on social media. I was being posted by like, I think the first big platform that posted me was Max Preps, and I was on Instagram, and that is what started like my whole social media growth. Um, and so it was, we quickly learned, my mom and I, we were like, okay, so we got to figure out some way to like guide this um, because we never had a, had experience uh, with it such a, such a big scale. Um, but luckily my, uh, my uh, agent, Michael, he works for Market Price. Um, he actually came and he contacted me about NIL and dealing with all these things. So it was really cool because he was able to kind of guide me through the process and show me um, the proper way to do it, how to get um, good followers, how to keep your platform looking clean while also attracting more people to the site. Um, and that was huge for me because I had no idea what I was doing. I felt like I was up the creek without a paddle. I was like, I have no idea where to start with this. And he definitely like swooped in. And then that was huge um, to get the brand started and kind of build the platform. So, so. Well, speaking in the on the field play that kind of gained you this following it was the two touchdown performance on October 14th can you kind of put into words I imagine it's got to be hard what that night was like especially now having a few months to reflect on it and reflect on the whirlwind ride it's been since then I mean as a kid obviously like that was a huge goal and when I started playing high school football 
that was the ultimate like end game. It was like that has to happen, or I'm gonna be so disappointed about my high school career. Um, so going into the game, it was definitely like if this game and then it's playoffs, and there's no guarantee about playoffs, you know, because we can lose and I'm never gonna play again. Um, so it was like I have to score tonight was the kind of kind of the thing, and that's the mindset I went in with the game. It was just straight determination. Um, because I was like, it has to be now or it's going to be never kind of thing. And um, I think the best way I can describe it is when I watch Coach Hutch, he's my running backs coach. He's been with me all four years. He um, he also calls all of our offensive plays. When I watched him call the play, because we do hand signals, he um, he called this play I've been running since I was like a freshman, even like during eighth grade camp. Um, and it was the most basic play we had in the playbook. And I was like, that's perfect because I know exactly how to do that. I've ran it a million times. I'm like, I got this. Um, but it was really cool because I kind of got in my stance and I was like repeating myself over and over again out loud. I was like, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Because I think if you eliminate all self-doubt. I mean, there really isn't anything I, you can't do. Um, so that was huge. But I remember when we hiked the ball and I had the ball in my hands, it really was like the whole world went quiet because it was just me, the ball and the end zone, um, which was pretty incredible just because I'd never experienced that on a football field before. Um, and it really was like I got in the end zone and I looked around and it was like all the all the noise came back and I could hear it ring through my ears and I was like, wow. And it just this overwhelming wave of like emotion and happiness. And I was so excited and just overall joy. Um, it really just took over and it was something I had never felt before um, and a happiness I'd never really experienced. And I was like, wow, that was that was pretty awesome. So when I have it a second time, I was like, I don't even know where to begin <laughs> with this right now. I was like, I feel like I just finished coping with the last one and now it's happening again so but it was really awesome that was that was an incredible night and I look back on it and it's genuinely obviously even before all this happened it was something I was going to remember till the end of my days and definitely now so <laughs> yeah so you mentioned you go to bed that night you wake up the next morning you have the LA Times you have all these people reaching out to you it was an overnight kind of transition into becoming a little more than just a high school football player a little more than just a trailblazer at your own high school and at your own high school I first question I have to ask is had there been a female football player before were you the first at Laguna Beach as far as I know there was one back in the 1980s I want to say um excuse me the 90s uh, and I think she played kicker, but she really wanted to play a skill position. But as far as I was told, they weren't obviously accepting of it back then. And um, she never felt comfortable enough uh, to be able to play. Um, so that was that was pretty huge because she actually reached out to me following the news kind of kind of going uh, viral. She reached out and she told me her whole story. And it was pretty incredible to hear. Um, and she was just super proud and really excited to, to, to know about it. So there was one. Um, but I think my freshman year, I was like the first one to have played in a really long time. Um, so that's been pretty cool. But my senior year, actually, year actually we had uh, another girl join our team. And uh, she played on our first option as the kicker. So she was That was really cool. Because um, I remember the first day I met her, she was like, yeah, I joined football because like, I know you could do it. So I figured I could do it too. And I was like, that's like the coolest thing I've ever heard. So it was pretty exciting. That's awesome. So then you have this massive transition overnight. So then you got to go to school on Monday. What was that like? Obviously going from, you have a two touchdown performance, which anyone in high school can know that if you played football and you scored, you're already going to get talked about when you go to school on Monday. But now you've had hundreds of thousands of people witness that video and see you become this record breaker. How was it kind of going back to the classroom and going, okay, I have to go to math on Monday. <laughs> so what's funny is I actually woke up at Monday morning on Monday morning at like 5 30 because I had an interview I forget who with it was one of the news stations um 
but that was like, whoa, this kind of changed. Cause I literally had an interview at like six 30, it started. And then I had lifting for football from seven to eight. And then I had to go to school the whole day. And then I had practice after school. Um, it wasn't that big of a deal then. Like it was kind of, it was well known. Everybody knew about it, but it was not nearly the, the event that it is now. Um, so it was pretty easy going into it. But um, as that week went on, more and more people were reaching out. And um, I can't remember if it was that week or the week following that we actually had like three, like I think it was like five news crews at one of our practices doing different interviews. We had Today, Fox, um, CBS. I know we had Spectrum News. It was just all these different people there. And that I think is what really made it take off, especially the, after the Today Show airing, because um, I think that was huge. But going to school was just kind of like, it was, it's kind of been weird. It still is weird because I literally go from living two, to, two completely different lives because, I mean, I'm still like a kid who goes to high school. I still have final exams this week. I still have all these things that I have to be at. Um, if I'm not at school, I get truancies. Like I have all those things, but um, then I go home and it's like these huge companies that I've been watching since I was a kid, you know, ESPN and Sports Center reaching out, things like that. I mean, it's like, these are people that I've been watching since I was a little, little kid and now they want to talk to me so it's, it really is like night and day at this point where it's like I go to school and it's like yeah I do all that and then I come home and I'm I'm, I'm living a, a blessed life so it's pretty awesome so you just mentioned sports center you mentioned the Today show package which was fantastic and so was the sports center interview as well and then you also have the opportunity to go on the Jennifer Hudson show which looked fantastic you've had all these really cool experiences and I guess with the all these interviews and that attention was it ever overwhelming I imagine what the answer to that would be but as you mentioned growing up watching sports center watching all these kind of shows and now being on them what was that kind of like and was there a little stage fright too so I it definitely was overwhelming, absolutely, to answer your question. Uh, just because it was like, I didn't really know how to start. And there was a lot of times where I was like, okay, I really have to get used to this right now. Because at the time when it was um, starting, luckily, not luckily, but luckily in some ways, um, since football season has ended, it's been a lot easier to, to balance the two. Um, but when football season was still going on, my days were so long. I mean, I'm like, there was there was some days, like I think it was like a full week where I was waking up at 530 and then I'd go to sleep at like 1130 at night, just trying to fit everything in. And um, It was just really difficult because it was something that I had never done before and like trying to go to practice and school and keep up on grades. Um, so that was really difficult. So in a lot of ways, yeah, it was very, very overwhelming. Um, but things have kind of settled in now and I feel like I've got I've got a rhythm going. I've got like a, a, a different mindset about it as well. Whereas now I see it as like, this is something that could potentially change my life and has changed my life, but I could take it a lot further if I do it the right way. Um, so I see it as an opportunity rather than something that um, has to be done, which I'm I'm pretty excited about. It's it's changed the whole view of this of this whole thing, um, and it's made it a lot easier to handle for sure. So speaking in the ways it's kind of changed your life, you just became the fir first female football player to sign an NIL deal. <laughs> NIL has really polarized a lot of conversations in the national landscape. And now having an opportunity to sign this deal with QIs, an amazing company and an app that is doing so many great things. Why QIs first? And then what is that like to be the first female football player to sign an NIL deal? So I chose QIs because following, like I said, I brought up Michael earlier, um, following him contacting me, I got in contact with uh, the CEO of MarketPrice, uh, Jason, and we talked just about what the, their company was like. And they are basically our platform for sports athletes to get in contact with all these different companies for NIL. Um, so I went through them and I was communicating with, 
the, that whole thing. But then Michael reached out and he said, hey, there's this app that just uh, registered with Market Price. They're just starting up, but they're huge on mental health. And he knew that that was one of the things that was really, really important to me in my life um, and making sure that that was focused on. And if I was going to take this uh, platform and do it for good, I wanted it to be something uh, that had to do with that concept. So Keywise was really, really appealing because that was a big goal of theirs. And I really liked their story and that their mission was not just to be a billboard. It wasn't just for that, but they actually wanted to change people's lives. And um, kind of my whole life, even before this happened, I feel like that's kind of what I was meant to do is help people. And I, I feel like that's definitely something that I, I care about and I want to um, have with me forever. And I really liked Keywise. I liked the people I remember meeting with um, their, their uh, 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 people, and I was just like, wow, this is really awesome. Just because they were, you could tell that they cared more about who they were going to be partnering with than just partnering with someone in general. So I just really liked them and that was huge. So with Wise, can you kind of explain a little bit more about what they do and then what your role with the company will kind of be moving forward, not just uh, as you kind of continue your playing career, if that is the route you choose to go down, but even just as an ambassador and now with this newfound fame on social media? So um, Keywise is a mental health app that you dial on your phone. Um, it's actually called, the full name is Keywise AI, which AI is artificial intelligence um, for anyone that doesn't know. But um, basically the app registers to your keyboard and it tracks um, all of your backspaces, how you use autocorrect, the speed at which you're typing, how like emojis you use, all that stuff, how often you're typing. Um, and it takes that information and I, I have no idea how it does this, but apparently it um, like tracks your mental health and it tracks when you might be going into a depressive episode, when things are kind of getting hard. Um, if you're doing really well, it'll tell you, like you seem to be doing a lot better today than you are yesterday. It just tracks your overall mental well-being. Um, just because we spend so much time on our phones and like, I don't think I know a single person that doesn't have a phone. Um, so it's just, it's huge. It can reach a, such a broad variety of people. Um, and I think that was really interesting. It doesn't, it doesn't save what you're actually typing, though. That's the cool thing. So it doesn't actually track what you're typing. It's literally just how you type. Um, and it's, it's, I just really like that because it sends you alerts that's like, hey, so you don't be doing too well today. Maybe you should reach out for help. And I think that's huge for people who have a hard time reaching out for help um, because it gives them a way to take care of themselves um, without having to go out and get it because I know how hard that can be. Um, but my goal is uh, an ambassador and a partner with Keywise is I post about them on social media, kind of get the word out, tell people like, hey, look, I have to get my friends and family on it. Kind of be like, hey, look at this app. You should try this out. It could be good for you. Um, and then I also have to use the app. And what I would do is send back feedback about like what I like about the app, what I don't like about the app. If I could change something, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it's a six-month contract just because they want me to start off, see how good the fit is, et cetera. Um, and just a long-term partnership for this app is a good idea rather than just posting one thing. Um, and getting it over with. I think that I should, I wanted to create a good relationship with the brand rather than just get the payout and be done with it. So, so why was it so important for you to choose? I mean, obviously a company that you relate to in the first place, but to choose a mental health app then choose something that really kind of related to you and related to a young athlete or just this next generation in mental health. So, um, not my immediate family, but people in my extended family, they really struggle with mental health. Um, which has been exacerbated by uh, drug and alcohol addiction. And just seeing that the toll that it's taken, not only on their lives specifically, but just the people around them. I mean, it, uh, when, when someone you love has, has is struggling, it affects more than just that person. It affects everybody around them who cares for them. And um, that was really hard to watch growing up. And 
watching them struggle. And, you know, I didn't really understand it until a few years ago, but I always knew that something was up, something was going on. Um, so kind of just growing up around that space and watching the, the negative effects of bad mental health and mental illness. Um, I knew it was something that I wanted to change in one way or another. And um, I really like this platform just because that's what I feel like it did. It was like, I already knew like that was something that I wanted to change and I wanted to help those people. And I wasn't really sure how to do that. Um, so this was, this was a big opportunity, I feel like, to reach out to people beyond just my own family, but to anybody really in the world, and like kind of introduce this topic and get into that, get into that platform of mental health. I mean, Kiwaz is going to be huge, but I think it's just a stepping stone at this point. It's the first stepping stone into a greater, broader goal of really helping people and improving their lives in one way or another. Um, so that was big for me, just because I'd seen the negative effects and I, I feel like it needs to be talked about more than just you have mental illness, but we don't really know how to help you. It's like, let's, let's provide more solutions than more problems, I guess. So in kind of speaking with the mental health thing, and we've talked about the 24 hour overnight kind of fame and your play on the field kind of intertwining it all. I guess the question I have for you is everyone's seen the video of you rushing in those two touchdowns and it's going to be at the start of this episode as well. And in the comments of that, and I'm sure you've seen them even probably on your social medias and on NFL has shouted you out and all these big companies, there's a lot of critics. There's people saying that, all right, it's just because they didn't want to tackle a girl or they, they only let you in just because you are a girl um, to do the NIL deal. So with all of that, how is it kind of on you personally to manage those critics and like what kind of toll, that's the better word for it, has it kind of taken on you with those people kind of doubting you and your performance? So one thing that I always was worried about going into this whole social media thing is exactly that. Um, because I knew it was going to come. I knew for a fact it was coming. I mean, I've heard it my whole life. Um, just because I've been playing football my whole life. It's not like this is the first time I've ever heard somebody tell me, like, you can't play ball here or a girl kind of thing. Um, so I knew it was coming. And there's obviously, like, to be completely honest, there's definitely been times where it's gone to me. And I mean, when you wake up in the morning and you have hundreds of comments from different people and so many of them are negative, um, it's really hard in general. No, it doesn't matter who you are to be able to look past that. But um I think the way that I see it, and I kind of talked about this earlier, but um, the way I see it is a lot of the people who are angry about what I'm doing are just angry at the world. They're just unhappy people. Um, and that's kind of what I, the way that I see it, because it's like, I know that I haven't done anything to those people. I'm not negatively affecting their lives in any way. Um, and it's like, they might not be just as impressed as I am and the people around me are by it. And that's okay. There's plenty of things that I'm not just as impressed as everybody else is, you know? Um, and it's just person to person. And one of those things that's like everybody is entitled to their own opinion. And the only people who are actually going to take the time out of their day to come and comment negative things on my post or somebody else's post about me are people who have nothing else better be, to be doing. Um, so I honestly feel bad for those people because I wish that there was something else in their lives that was more positive. And I mean, I think I've, I've, um, I've kind of touched on it a little bit with some other people, but I've just kind of been like, you know, I hope that they find happiness later on in life because that must be a pretty miserable way to live. And um, it's actually kind of sad just to think about, like, I wonder where they're at right now in their lives and where they're sitting today um, when they're typing that comment that makes them feel so upset about themselves or their own situation that it feels like that's something that they have to do. Um, so honestly, I wish them all the best. I'm deeply honest with you. I, I, hope, I hope really good things for those people because um, I'm sure they need it a lot more than I do. So with all those critics, but at the same time, I'm 
I have to imagine there's been a lot of people inspired by your story. You're a trailblazer and it's been noted as we've talked about it and in the media landscape, but how many female players or female athletes have reached out to you and said, Hey, your story is something I relate to, or Hey, your story's inspired me. I want to play football now. I've actually gotten, I mean, as a rough estimate, maybe 50 different uh, messages from little girls all across the country. I think I'm getting, I'm getting messages from girls in, in Mexico and Canada, all these girls who really want to play football. And they're like, it's been really hard because I know that not everybody's going to be supportive. Um, my team hasn't been supportive. It's been really hard trying to get along with the guys. And um, it's really sad to hear, of course, because I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, you're struggling because it just reminds me again of how, how blessed I, blessed I am. It just makes me even that more grateful to have been in the position that I was to be able to succeed in, in the sport. Um, but it was really cool hearing from so many different girls because I'm learning a lot about different walks of life. And um, I definitely live in the Laguna bubble. I mean, we have a tiny city and uh, everybody here is very much like consumed with the people around them. Um, so being able to hear so many different things from so many different people um, has really broadened my view, I think, just on life in general. And um, my experience of them and um, the way that I see where they live and just understanding different walks of life is, 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 it's been really, really impactful actually. So I love hearing about that from other little girls and that's really important. So now I guess kind of tying a bow on all you've accomplished and what you've kind of gotten out of all of this, what's next? I know it's the question I'm sure I'm thinking back to my senior year in high school and I wasn't a two touchdown scorer. I wasn't in any touchdown scorer actually, but all the questions you get as a senior in high school of what's next, what is the next step beyond the high school doors? So what is that next step? I'm sorry. It's the age old question, but what is the next goal? I mean, um, I really want to say psychology in college. Um, I just kind of started finishing up my college applications recently, but that's the overall goal, goal for sure is to do that. Um, but I actually was, it's funny. I was talking about it with one of my really good friends, dads yesterday, and we were discussing this whole realm of mental health and drug addiction and alcoholism and et cetera. Um, and I was talking about the fact that drug rehab, in my opinion, at least is, is so expensive. And I know that it's more expensive for a lot of people in this world. Um, and it's really hard to afford so one thing I was just talking to him about on touching base on is possibly taking a psychology degree and a doctorate and maybe starting a, a charitable rehab center, something that I can put maybe my own money into, but as well as allow other people to donate to it that would make rehab more affordable for families who genuinely just can't get the help that they need. Because, I mean, some of these uh, rehab centers are, we're talking $40,000 a month. I mean, that's impossible for any family. I don't care where you from come from to pay for that. Um so that's actually something I was kind of thinking about. And I think that's something I want to look deeper into because I know how unaffordable it is. And I think that that would be huge for people. I think that would be like awesome. And I think it would really, really help. Um, so I think that's a, that's a long-term goal, but right now just trying to get into college and start up the degree part of it would be, would be the first goal. Well, that's an incredible goal. And that's something that would, I, I think do wonders and kind of continue your legacy that you're already leaving of being a trailblazer and, and inspiration to so many already. Um, so kind of tying into my next question here, it's one that I ask everybody who comes on this show, and it really fits well with you as you're kind of figuring out this next step in life in this new world, I guess you kind of live in. But when it's all said and done, what do you want your legacy to be and to have been, um, not just for this last couple months, but really as you look back, um, probably 60, 70, 80 years down the road at the life you led? 
You know, I think that the greatest thing I can leave on people, and it's not just like go out and pursue your dreams. It's not, you know, you can do anything you want. Because I've said that a million times. I think the thing that I would say to people, and I hope that people learn from me, is just go out and live. Just go experience life. Go do everything you can do, you know? It's like we only get one of these. Like at the end of the day, the, the things and the choices you're going to make are only going to affect you for so long. I mean, don't don't go out and commit crime. That's what I'm saying. Don't, don't go live that life. But go out and live your life. Go do things even when people tell you you can't do them. Go make yourself face your fears. Like it's like if you're going to lay on your deathbed one day, genuinely, I hope you have no regrets. It's like live life to the fullest because you're only going to get one chance at it. Um, and it's like just 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 go do whatever whatever the heck you want to do. Go out and do it. Don't let anyone tell you you can't do it. Um, so that's my thing. It's like, there's so much in, in the world to experience. There's so much that unfortunately we're never going to be able to experience, even if you traveled across the entire globe. Um, so it's just like, go out and get as much of life as you can while you, while you have the opportunity. Um, yeah. That's fantastic answer. And the first answer I think that's ever been a, almost a plea to the audience and really to everyone to experience life and can't thank you enough for coming on. Um, your story is incredibly inspirational. I can't wait to see that all you accomplish. Uh, the last question I have for you also want to ask everybody a much lighter question than the legacy question, but <laughs> if you could be any kind of boat, and I'm really curious about this one because you're living in California, any kind of boat, what boat and why? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I you know what's funny is I don't even know boat specifically, but I would say if I could be any boat, probably a sailboat, which is funny because sailboats actually kind of freaked me out. But <laughs> I think I'd be a sailboat just because they're so like free. And I've never heard of anyone ever say that they've been on a sailboat and they were unhappy. So I don't know. Seems like a seems like a good a good kind of boat to be. So I'd say a sailboat. That's a that really a question. I've never been asked that before. <laughs> well, I'm honored, but thank you. That's a really good answer. That's I a lot of people say sailboat, and that's probably the best definition of it. The feeling free. Mm -hmm. That's a very good one. So last thing I want to know, are you an LA Chargers fan or an LA Rams fan? I'm an LA Chargers fan. Absolutely a Chargers fan. I just played at SoFi Stadium on Monday. I was in the celebrity flag football game. Um, which was like the coolest thing I've ever done. There was like a ton of ex-NFL players. I met Austin Eckler, like, oh, that was like the coolest thing ever. So absolutely, hands down, LA Chargers fan. I've been a Chargers fan since I was a kid. LA Chargers, all the way. What was the flag football game like? Did you score another touchdown or and did you guys win? <laughs> yeah, so um, to kind of go into that, I guess, that it was LaDainian Tomlinson and his team and then Antonio Gates, which was my team, um, with him. He was coaching... Um, but there was like a bunch of ex-NFL players. There was um, some comedians, just different influencers. And then the Danny Tomlinson, they also had a bunch of people on their team. And I can't remember exactly who's on their team, but we had people like Terrell Owens, Joe Hayden. Um, we had people like uh, Jack Flaherty. Flaherty? I can't remember how to pronounce his last name right now. Um, as well as... Uh, uh, Mookie Betts was there. Yeah, I was going to say Mookie Betts was there. He he was actually the one to throw me my touchdown pass in that game. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. That was like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And I got to like shoulder bump him in the end zone. <laughs> That's another thing that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life is I'll be like, yeah, at some point, Mookie Betts threw me a touchdown and I shoulder bumped him after we celebrated together. Coolest thing ever. Um, but yeah, there was a ton of people there. One of the coolest experiences of my life. Um, yeah, I don't I don't even know how to begin. I'm still absorbing that as well. That was like two days ago. Um but yeah, that was pretty it was pretty incredible.
really, really cool experience. So most seniors in high school have all these unforgettable experiences like go to prom, your senior night, and, mm-hmm. you know, you're just casually catching a touchdown pass from Mookie Betts on a Sunday yeah. going to the Chargers game. That's incredible. <laughs> I, I, that's yeah. so awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I'm still I'm like thinking about it right now. <laughs> I'm like, wow, what an incredible experience. What a, what a, what, that's something that I'm going to be able to tell, talk to my kids about. My kids are like, that's real. And I'm like, yeah, and I was 17 when I did it, right? I was doing pretty big things in high school, but that's all I'm saying. But yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> well, big things, I think, is an understatement. You are a trailblazer. You are... You're going to be in the history books forever now, in the nation, in your state, and congratulations to you. I can't wait to see what you do next, and I'm sure it's going to be even more great things, and I can't thank you enough for taking the time to come on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. This was awesome. I really appreciate it. And before we wrap, any social medias you want to plug, the roll out the red carpet to anything to plug key-wise where people can find it? Yeah, okay. Definitely follow Market Price. It's just Market Price, but it's with a Y, not an I. Um, definitely follow my Instagram, Bella Rasmussen with two N's. That would be awesome. Um, and Kiwis AI, they just started Instagram. So actually, yes, that would be awesome. A ton of people could follow them because I know that they're trying to get started up, but yeah, that would be the biggest three I'd say for sure. Um, especially if you want to keep up on the story, definitely follow the personal one because I'm posting everything on there right now. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't you? If you're one day finding a, finding out that she's catching touchdowns from Mookie Betts to the other day running in two touchdowns and now signing an NIL deal, your story's already taken so many twists and turns, and I can't wait to see all you do. And I hope everybody goes and checks out all your social medias and follows them away. So good luck to you, and can't wait to talk to you more soon, and best of luck to you. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. My thanks again to Bella for taking the time to come on Ambitious with Dylan Price. It was a pleasure to sit down with her. She's a trailblazer. She's going to do so many amazing things and so excited to see all she does. If you want to check out the full video interview, go to Dylan Price on YouTube and you can see it there. And if you want to check out more Ambitious with Dylan Price content, go to at Ambitious Podcast on Instagram. Have a fantastic day, Ambitious listeners, and a fantastic holiday season.